From the sandy beaches of Hawaii comes a wave of God's love and the challenge to go deeper. Paddle out with us and experience the thrills of the radical plan God has for your life. It's Deep Adventure Radio with your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. Viva Cristo Rey and welcome to the Bear Wozniak Adventure. I'm your host, Bear Wozniak, and this is the radio show where we uh, get real and we get gritty. Uh, We really focus on the reality of abandoning ourselves to God's will with the knowledge that there's nothing more adventurous and there's nothing more wild that you can possibly do in your life than to abandon yourself to God's will. Last week I was in Rome and I was fortunate enough to spend a a lunchtime with some artists that uh, focus on truth and beauty. And uh, usually they're hosted by John and Ashley uh, in their home. And this on this occasion, there happened to be five young women there uh, that were focusing on uh, developing their art. Uh, they do a three-month fellowship there. <clears throat> and the conversation, after we showed them the first uh, five or six minutes of one of our uh, 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 segments of the Long Ride Home reality TV show, uh, turned towards a dialogue about what is up with men uh, these days and what their hope can be as far as um, being married someday, because I believe all of them see themselves in a single state, but not permanently. And uh, and then also, you know, I went to uh, I went to see Pope Francis. Uh, I didn't quite get to shake his hand, but just missed it by a few feet. Uh, but what was, was so evident in him was his joy, his absolute profound joy. But I sat right next to two huge uh, segments, maybe two or three hundred people uh, recently married wearing wedding gowns and and their tuxedos, and they they stood in a place where where Pope Francis could bless them, bless their new marriage. And so um, it it brought to the head this whole thing about what's happening uh, in our world today, what's happening with with our single Catholics and uh, how we should view them. And, and I met someone, uh, Judy Keene, uh, at the Bishop's Convocation in Orlando and was just really thrilled to meet her. She's written a really cool book, Single and Catholic, Finding Meaning in Your State of Life. So me- many people think of being single as being like, what's wrong with you? Or, or that's okay, someday soon something good is going to happen in your life. And it's, re- it's a ridiculous point of view uh, we need to find meaning in every point in our life, at every moment, every moment uh, to have meaning. And so G- Judy Keene is here with us. And Judy, will you please help us uh, bring into focus uh, the beauty uh, of, of the state uh, of singleness uh, as, a, as, a young, as a Catholic woman? Welcome to our show. Well, thank you so much for having me. And Judy, can I you... I appreciate being here. Yeah, and your, Judy is up in the Washington D.C. area, and we're currently recording a time down in in, the, in Florida. Uh, Judy, um, there's almost like a how can I say it? It's almost like a subtle sort of prejudice about singleness uh, in the church. It's almost like oh poor you, pity poor you. You know, it's like it's condescending. It's not meant to be, but it's sort of patronizing. What, what do you think about the that situation in the church today? Well, um, you know, that's a great question. Uh, in my book, Single and Catholic, that I, I wrote, it was published last year, um, I did include a chapter in there called Forgotten Catholics. 
Um, and, and I interviewed Catholic singles across the United States, all different ages, all different backgrounds, you know, not all in their early 20s, but in their 30s, their 40s, their 50s, 60s, on up. Um, and and it, it is difficult to be single in the church because you look around you in the pews on Sunday and you see you know, a lot of families and homilies tend to be geared towards families and, and marriage. And that is, that's all well and good. And a family is the foundation of our society. There's nothing more noble than, in my opinion, than, be, than raising a child, being a, a parent. And then, of course, the beauty of marriage. But we also have a, a growing number of singles in the United States and in doing research for my book, I found out through the Center of Applied Research in the Apostolate, which is located at Georgetown in, in Washington, D.C., or Georgetown, um, that there are upwards 38% of the church over the age of 18 in the United States right now are either single, having never been married, or divorced, and they may or may not have gone through the annulment process yet, um, or they are widowed, or there's about 4% that are cohabitating together. But it's a significant number of the church, and I do think that there are um, strides being made to reach out through, you know, all kinds of various ministries to Catholic singles, those of different ages, those who maybe have been divorced and they're involved in an annulment support group, et cetera. But I think there is still a ways to go because we are a very large, dynamic part of the church, and and uh, it also comes from us too, kind of raising our voices and going to our pastor and saying, I'd love to start a single group in my parish or working with the diocese to um, establish greater, greater programs. And just a, a small example of this, um, but I think it's a great idea is the diocese of Phoenix recently established a Catholic professionals um, group that I believe is, has a focus, particular focus on single Catholic professionals within their diocese and they're going to start having events and, networking sessions and you know do, uh, working for the diocese through fundraisers and things like this which I think is a great idea um, so I, I think it really it comes from us also going to our bishops going to our pastors and speaking with them about the, the large group that we are and how we could have such a tremendous force for good within the church and I think we are having a tremendous force for good within the church you know, I know in your book you quote the fact there's about 8 million never-married Catholic uh, men and about 9 million never-married Catholic women. This is a substantial part of our church. And But what I say to them, you know, I, but this, this show we focus on challenging men. Women love this show. We have, actually have more women li- listeners than men, but we challenge the men. <laughs> One of the things um, we were, when we were in Rome... One of the women there uh, said that she'd been in a relationship for five years, and uh, and then uh, they broke up. And uh, one of the things I want to ask you about is, uh, I'm sorry to say this, but I when I just think there's, I'm going to get right to the heart of this, uh, about the marriage issue here. There's a lot of gutless men out there. You know, they, they, uh, yeah. they're in a relationship, and they won't pull the trigger. And uh, they, the women there asked me this. I'm going to get r- real gritty with this. They asked me, so what's the key? And I, I don't know. Maybe I was being too, too brutal, uh, br- blunt, but I just said, you know, when I was married, you know, I've been divorced and, and annulled and, and all of that. I've been through all that, and I've been single uh, late in life. Uh, so I understand this predicament of people. 
But I remember when I got married, Judy, on my wedding night, even though I'd been engaged for over three years, I was a virgin. And it's almost like, I told them bluntly, women broke the social contract they had with one another. Back in the 60s yeah. and 70s, once it was like uh, uh, having sex outside of marriage or cohabitating without marriage, it became uh, like a free-for-all. And men, it's like who let the dogs out? It was the women. You know, when they broke that social contract with each other, went on the pill and started having sex outside of marriage, uh, the, man, uh, the men didn't have to man up and be committed in order to have that intimacy with a woman. And it's like they just ran wild. And, you know, women have come a long ways in their development and, 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 and as women. Uh, the men have almost become like boys again. And, you know, I just remember I used to read a lot of the old Wild West books, you know, the original writings. And the Wild West was really wild until women came out and tamed the men, right? And I'm just wondering, what do you think about yeah. that, that whole thing about um, men won't man up? What can women do to, I'm, you know, you know what I'm trying to say. Talk story about that, that, that whole issue. We've we got about two minutes here. We'll come back uh, and, and talk about it more, too. But let's get started on this subject. Sure. Well, women do have a tremendously influential position in the way that we behave ourselves. Um, we, I think so many women in our culture today give themselves away so easily. And I'm talking physically. As you're saying, the, the standards that we used to hold ourselves at um, when you we used to pre-sexual revolution were so different. And um, I'd like to just state briefly, and we can talk more in depth about this quote because I know um, we're running down towards the commercial. But this is a quote from Archbishop Fulton Sheen that I think, and I'm glad to hear that there's a number of women listeners because I think this really is so key. And if I could mention this to every woman I ever meet, I would, but I'll, I'll leave you with this as we go into the break and we can discuss it after. As Archbishop Fulton Sheen, the great televangelist and prolific author, um, and he says, to a great extent, the level of any civilization is the level of its womanhood. When a man loves a woman, he has to become worthy of her. The higher her virtue, the more noble her character the more devoted she is to truth, justice, and goodness, the more a man has to aspire to be worthy of her. The history of civilization could actually be written in terms of the level of its women, end quote. So when we raise our bar as to how we behave and how we, we present ourselves to the world in the way we dress, in the way we speak, in the way we, we look, in the way we encounter men and, and and the public at large really says something about how we would also anticipate to be treated in return. Okay, we're and talking I think when we we're, don't we're do talking, that we have we have some issues. We're talking with Judy Keene, the author of Single and Catholic Finding Meaning in Your State of Life. Judy will be right back, but when we get back, will you reread that quote please from Fulton Sheen? This is uh, Bear yeah. Wozniak with the Bear Wozniak Adventure. We'll be right back.
Venezuela. This is Bear Wozniak with the Bear Wozniak Adventure. Welcome back. We're speaking with someone that I met at the Bishop's Convocation in Orlando. And what I saw in her was joy. I saw in her determination. And I saw in her uh, a prof someone who is professional. I saw in her someone who's devoted to the Lord. And I saw in her someone who raises their, uh, the bar kind of high for herself personally. Uh, and uh, someone I just said, I have to get her on my show. I was almost going to tell her, hey, look, let's get you and a couple other women, and we won't say who you are, and you can just blast away at the men and tell them what they need to do, <laughs> kind of to shape up. But Judy, single and Catholic, finding meaning in your state of life, thank you for uh, being on my show. Well, thank you so much for having me this morning. We gotta, we're going to have to have you back, too. Hey, Judy, can you read that quote again from Bishop Sheen? I mean, it, it couldn't be, it's like a hammer blow. It's like it couldn't be a more powerful statement. Sure. So, yes, this is from Archbishop Fulton Sheen in addressing women. And, and it, it, you know, he said it decades ago, but it, it so applies to even this current day we live in. So he says, quote, to a great extent, the level of any civilization is the level of its womanhood. When a man loves a woman, he has to become worthy of her. The higher her virtue, the more noble her character, the more devoted she is to truth, justice and goodness, the more a man has to aspire to be worthy of her. The history of civilization could actually be written in terms of the level of its women. This is a very powerful quote, and it speaks directly to women and how we, you know, how we present ourselves, how we develop ourselves as women, both spiritually and mentally. And I see today a lot of women that again, I said in the previous statement, women tend to give themselves away so easily in our culture. And those are our cultural norms that are, that are also putting a great deal of pressure on women that you have to dress in a certain way or you have to act in a certain way if you want to get a man, when in fact all of that is is a big lie. And I think when we raise our bar in, in terms of our behavior and, and even in our spiritual development, uh, most crucially, is when we will see better behavior from men. But I'm going to lay it on the line. If you're going to you know, sleep with a guy on the third date, you're, you've kind of, you've really, you've lowered the bar for every other woman out there and every other woman out there who's trying to wait until marriage before they, you know, have marital sexual relations. So it's like it's like so, a, it's a social contract, Judy. Women used to have this social contract to wait until marriage. Uh, and yeah. now it's like uh, you've let each other down. It's almost like, well, man, if I don't have sex with this man on the third date, he's going to be gone because there's another woman that will. And there's been this just kind of this whole kind of uh, a devastation of that contract. But the thing about it is, I like what you said. If you have a sex with guy on the third on the third date, right? That's I, I, I talk about that. that. That's a guy. That's not a man. A true man will, will wait right. for you. Love waits. A good man will wait. Um, and the problem is people go, well, I don't want to set my bar too high. I won't ever get a man. Uh, people who settle in relationships, and i got to say I was one of those people. Thankfully, I went through the process of annulment and all of that. But when you settle, when you set your bar too low, you're asking for a life of misery and mediocrity. Start, start to pursue excellence in your personal life. Set the bar 
at the standard that Jesus Christ has for you. And you know what, Judy, speak about that, because there, there is a form of martyrdom going on for those single Catholics that are holding their standards. There is a certain suffering uh, that, we, that we, we go through, we've gone through. Well, there is. I mean, I, frankly, I can tell you the, the number of times and we'd take the rest of the show for it of uh, the men that I've dated and when I've stated my case, and I do think it's important for women to, to um, talk about their values up front, because if, if, if it's someone who's not going to be um, in line with your values, then I think it's going to be wasting each other's time. But, you know, within the first few dates, really find out where the other person is as far as what they feel about uh, premarital sex. And frankly, if you're not on the same page and, and you wish to wait till marriage, then, you know, if, if they're willing to wait and you feel that there's potential with this relationship and if they're willing to wait and respect your decision, then fine, you know, can continue to date. But if not, I, I would suggest moving on um, because you're, you're going to be basically wasting each other's time. But going back to the, the and, 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 you know, it requires courage and, and really, I think, valor in our society. Amen. To live according to the faith, but we need that. We need courageous men and courageous women, and that we need virtue to come back into our society, because it's, it, you just, you look at reality TV, and just the, the ads and the promotions, and and the deep, you know, the deep uh, masculinization of men, the sort of feminization of men that's occurring in our culture today as well, too, but it's, you know, we need good, strong men that are going to uh, protect the virtue of women. And we need to get back to that chivalry of old. Chivalry is not dead. And in fact, it, it, it does exist. And I do witness it, it, that it exists, but it, it also needs to really be resurrected, I think, culturally, big time. And we need, we need male warriors to step up to the plate with, you know, the rosary and the, the sacraments in their hands to really start um, helping women in our culture, Catholic women particularly, you know, Catholic women are looking for good, strong Catholic men. And um, in, in my opinion, I don't really see a lot around to be perfectly frank. Yeah, and the th- here's the thing. So, but That's the thing, Judy. It's like we have to start with this basic thesis. And I went through this, that I would much rather be single and, uh, 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 then to be with someone that wasn't God's best for me. And, uh, and I spent yeah. quite a while in that state in life, and I loved it. I became a hermit. You know, I, I worked, I was in ministry, but I could spend hours in prayer and study. I loved it. And I made the commitment, I cannot let anybody mess up my life unless they are worth it. So the first, I think one of the primary things women and men need to do, I'm especially challenging women, uh, is, uh, because men have the opposite problem, but we need to be fully committed to our state in life. We need to be saying, Lord, not my will, but thy will be done, and find joy in our singleness and, find, and, and realize it's not, it's not, we're not living in some temporary holding pattern until we get married. We're living in this very moment with the God who is, and, uh, and we, can find, we should find total fulfillment and joy in that moment. So talk about for a little bit here, we got a couple minutes, about the commitment to living a full and joyful life as a single person, that we're willing to abandon 
any uh, goal that we have in that area, abandon our entire will to God, that, that has to be the starting point um, if, it, if we're ever going to have a, a, a if we're ever, ever going to uh, be in a relationship, you know, that abandonment to God's will. Sorry, I talked too much. You got, I got about a minute and a half here. Sure. sure. Well, I so agree with you, and that is such a, the the main premise of my book is that our lives are now. We cannot put our lives on hold for that date, you know, that person that that's going to come into our life, or a kind of feeling like we're not really living until we're married, or or we've had children and kind of hit all these marks. We are living now. We are exactly where we are meant to be right now, today, and it is so important for us. Uh, particularly amid the culture we live now, is to really develop a strong spiritual foundation and really get to know the faith, you know, go to, go to Mass on Sundays, go to adoration. It, you know, if you, confession is so key and so important, but become really strong spiritually, because when we become strong spiritually, we're, we're going to make a better spouse. And we've got to really prepare for that. And we also have to know that some of us may or may not get married. It, it just may not be in God's plan or will for some of us. So we have to be prepared to really be okay either way and to just know that as long as we're seeking to do God's will, we will be joyful. He looks after us in our, in our state of life, whether single, married, or priest, religious. But the key thing is to really keep uh, growing in our faith every day, learning more about the church, like you said as well, is so deeply important, and to know that life is now. Build that relationship with Jesus. You know, we aren't yes. kind of like the bride of Christ. We are the bride of Christ. We are the bride of Christ. He came and he laid his life down for us, which is what they say a husband should do for his woman. Uh, but we are the bride, and let's find joy. The one thing I saw in Pope Francis was this joy, this very evident joy in his face. It's pronounced. It's it's just it's the most uh, um, powerful uh, thing to see the joy he has. Just glows on his face. Uh, we need to find joy. Find find a, not to you know. There's this striving that we need to kind of let go of. There's the, the the Bible says to strive but to strive to enter into God's rest. And that comes by just an abandonment to his will, a love for him, an enjoyment of his presence, and taking time to be formed in our faith. Because guess what? Maybe the person that God has prepared for you is getting prepared, but you're not. Maybe you need to spend time uh, being the person worthy of the person that's going to come into your life. We're speaking to this beautiful woman, Judy Keene, Single and Catholic is the name of a book, Finding Meaning in Your State of Life. We're going to be right back, and we're going to get more and more gritty. We promise you. This is Bear Wozniak with a Bear Wozniak Adventure. International Deep Adventure Radio.
Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Aloha, this is Bear Wozniak. You can find me at deepadventure.com. The other night, I woke up from just this incredible dream. I was surfing my way down the face of a glassy, perfect wave. It wasn't 20 feet. It wasn't 40 feet. It wasn't 50 feet. I can't even tell you how big this wave was, but I was very well aware in my dream that I was surfing a wave in heaven. We need to remind ourselves of the splendor and the wonder and the amazing future that we have awaiting us in heaven. Thomas Aquinas, who I just love his mind, wrote so many words I'll probably never be able to read them all, and if I did, I could probably never comprehend them all. He had the experience of being taken up in a vision or maybe in his spirit to heaven, and when he returned, he stopped writing. He said everything he had written up to that was just straw. Thomas Aquinas never wrote again. He was so struck by the awesomeness of the beatific vision of God and of heaven. God created you. He created me. He created mankind to have relationship with him. He sent his only begotten son to redeem us. He became man so that we could become like him and even partake in his divinity and enjoy the trinity of love. Do you think that God just created us to live in this world and then go to heaven and then just cool our jets up there and play harps? God has a great plan for you. We're going to be living on into eternity. God has a beautiful plan for you, not just here on this earth, but in heaven. We can look forward. I don't even know to what plans God has for you or God has for me, but it's going to be awesome, and we're going to be doing it and living it in his presence. We're going to ride the waves of his glory. Until next time, this is Bear Wozniak. Aloha. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Find out more at deepadventure.com. Back to Deep Adventure Radio with Bear Wozniak, suffering in paradise for you. Welcome back to the Bear Wozniak Adventure. I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. You know, this, this show focuses on challenging men to go deeper with God, but we know that most of our listeners are women. They're like secretly listening in on these conversations. <laughs> so I had this opportunity to meet this beautiful woman, Judy Keene, up at the Bishop's Convocation in Orlando. She's written a book called uh, Single and Catholic, Finding Meaning in Your State of Life. And uh, we just had this brief conversation. It was electrifying. And I thought, I'm going to get her on the show and uh, kind of give us all a wake-up call. I'm going to ask you one more time, Judy. Can you read the quote? Is it handy? From Archbishop Fulton Sheen, it's such a powerful quote. Can you read that again? Is it handy sure. to you? Sure. Read that again. Sure, I would. I will be glad to. And then right after that, I'd also like to uh, read a quote from Bishop Robert Gruse out of oh, yes. Rapid City, okay, South go Dakota, for it. as well, because he's got another really powerful quote. And I, both of these quotes are in my book. Good. Uh, but this one, Archbishop Fulton Sheen, and it, it really is addressed to the women. But I'd also say, too, let's you know, the, the men need to man up on this as well, too. So it could easily be applied to men as well, too. But to a great extent, so beginning quote, to a great extent, the level of any civilization is the level of its womanhood. When a man loves a woman, he has to become worthy of her. The higher her virtue, the more noble her character, the more devoted she is to truth, justice, and goodness, the more a man has to aspire to be worthy of her. The history of civilization can actually be written in terms of the level of its women. Very powerful quote. Because in our culture today, there's always the, the, fe the feminist mantra that women 
you know, women don't have the power. Well, I would say, in fact, we absolutely do, you know, as far as how we would wish that the men would treat us is that ultimately how we, we treat ourselves. And that starts, that starts with the third date saying no. Yes, exactly. Right? It starts saying with no and, and being firm in that and meaning it. And even if you need to not see someone again, you know, it, it does take courage. Um, and as you said, um, there, it takes, it takes a bit of martyrdom. So if it's all right with you, I'd like to read a quote from Bishop Bruce from Rapid City, uh, South Dakota, who is, um, in my book as well, too. I interviewed him because I, I felt it was important. There's a few interviews with bishops in my books. So I thought it was important to also hear from our, our shepherds in the faith, our bishops as well. So he says, quote, you need to be a martyr in the world today to live your faith. Now he's addressing singles here in particular. With all the secularization of today's world, martyrdom is required. It's standing up for what we believe in. It's about becoming and living as an authentic disciple without counting the cost. If we are living our lives the way Jesus calls us to, there is a cost. We do it because we know that our relationship with the Lord depends upon it and our salvation depends upon it. End quote. It's powerful. Powerful. It it is a martyrdom. It is a martyrdom. Uh, When I met with these, this, this, the truth... And, and beauty, uh, the artists in Rome, they're all women, except for one of the uh, teachers there. And I, I challenge them that, it's, that you need to be embrace the martyrdom of being a single woman. I think specifically a single woman, the ability to say no to a man, yeah. uh, to a not to a man, to a guy. This one woman said, I've been was in a relationship for five years with a really nice Christian guy, and I just wanted to throw up. I'm sick of hearing about yeah. nice guys. I just get angry. So I'm going to take a moment right now, and I'm just going to challenge the nice guys out there. I was with Father Mitch Paco about a, six months ago. And he says, what are you going to tell these, these men out there that won't marry? Um, I'm sick and tired of wimps. When I was at the Vatican, I saw a couple hundred, uh, maybe three or 400 people uh, Married, who had just married, the men and women together. And what a challenge to, to the men out there. If you're with a woman and you've been with her for more than six, 18 months, it's time to put up or shut up. You should know that she's the one you want to marry or, 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 or leave her. Let her know that that's not going to go anywhere. Stop taking her to bed. Stop, uh, stop uh, um, neglecting her, uh, her virtue and leave her. But a real man, if you've been with a woman for a year to a year and a half, you should know. And if you don't know, then you're, you're a wuss or you're, 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 uh, have your decision challenged. It's time for you young men and for the, the other men too, the older men too, if you're with a woman, uh, either put up or shut up. There's that song that says, if you like it, put a ring on it. I agree with that song. Uh, it's time for men... To, to value, to cherish, to treasure, to devote their lives, to lay their lives down in service uh, to a woman. If you learn how to cherish a woman and treat her with virtue, you'll come a long ways towards your, your own personal salvation. Uh, when you learn to love someone, not for your sake or what you can get out of it, and not even for her sake, but for the sake of the fact she's made in the image of God, 
and for God's sake, you will come a long way. I really, uh, uh, Judy, help me out here. I, I feel like uh, throwing up most of the time when I see the way nice guys um, uh, just kind of float through life, uh, kind of like my mom used to say, kind of limp, wristed, wet noodles. Yeah, that You know, if yeah. you push a wet noodle, it bends. It doesn't do go anywhere. Uh, and if you're a man, if you're a guy and you're in a relationship right now, make a decision. Where is it going? And if it's someone that you uh, cherish, then marry her. And if you're not man enough to marry her, then leave her alone and let her move on and find a real man. Sorry, Judy, I kind of... What well, you, no, what? I'm. I mean, I. I think I'm so grateful you were out there saying that because I really do think men need to hear that message. I've had many friends um, who have been in relationships for a long time, and you know, this sort of love without commitment is so huge out there. Or people are cohabitating, and it's important to note that the those couples who have cohabitated. <laughs> together prior to marriage actually have a higher <coughs> divorce rate than if they had lived separately and then, you know, then had a home together after marriage. So I think, you know, all these misconceptions are out there about the world, but I really do agree that, and I'm glad you're calling men to this, this more noble way of living because it's so desperately needed. But also I would reach out to any women listening there today that we've got to up our standards of living ourselves and demand more from men. We don't demand anything. As I said, women are so willing to just give themselves away that, that the, the most intimate thing you can do with another man and it's, it's you know, willing to be given it away so easily just for the sake to be able to say, I have a boyfriend. I, I personally would rather be single than settle. I'm, I'm not going to do it. And um, you know, I am looking for that noble noble man who's out there, that sort of brave heart. And I think we need more brave hearts in the world. When I was preparing and kind of thinking about this interview, I kept thinking of the film Braveheart mm -hmm. and how we, we need that sort of noble character again, that fighting spirit among our men and that, that protective spirit. You know, again, women are looking for strong men. I'm tired of being the stronger one in a relationship all the time. So women need, need, stronger men in our society. And as you said, the, the limp-wristed kind of wimpy guy is not impressive to women. It's just not impressive. And I would also say this too, men are really, you know, they, they might be into physical fitness and, you know, wanting to get like the perfect bicep and stuff like that. But also equally, and it's great to have good health. That's all wonderful and good and eat well and work out. But I would also say, you know, how much attention are you putting on your soul and your spiritual development and working out your soul? And in increasing your knowledge there and putting that time into your soul and your spirit and your, your spiritual development and learning more about your Catholic faith and the sacraments and discovering the male models of the faith that, 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 are, that are in the Bible. There's so many wonderful ways that men can become so much more appealing to Catholic women simply by living their faith. They don't have to be macho. Courage. They don't have to be macho. But they need to be masculine. Right. They need to be masculine. Right. When you look at the statues in Rome, uh, for, depending on what period, when you look at but you look at the statues of the saints, and a lot of them, uh, you know, by the, by in St. Peter's Basilica in the in the in the in the plaza there, 
You look at the, the, the apostles up on top of the facade, and then those, the arms of the, of the, you know, the, I don't know what you call those things, but there was 140 saints up there, men and women. But when you look at the saints up there on top of St. Peter's Basilica, they're gnarly-looking dudes, man. They look determined. <laughs> they're thick. They're masculine. And you look at a lot of the statues there, the girth in their torso and in their legs, they just look like powerful men. I'm not saying we need to have powerful, you know, physically, but that determination and that look, that physicality, um, you know, uh, it, it really, to me, I'm looking at the, their, their, their attitude of being as men. Those apostles right. are looking down at you like, pretty much like, dude, get, let's, get, let's get moving. They, they, you could see the determination in them. And, and masculinity is that whole thing, that brave heart thing, is the things I will not be moved. I will lay down my life. I love that. Exactly. You know, um, that against all odds things. This is Bear with the Bear Wozniak Adventure. We barely got started. We only have one more segment left, though. But it's just we just barely started getting into the subject with Judy Keene, a beautiful woman that uh, we met in at the Bishop's Convocation in Orlando. She wrote a book called Single and Catholic, Finding Meaning in Your State of Life. We'll be right back the more of the Bear Wozniak Adventure. Deep Adventure Radio, the bold standard in radio. Surf's Up, real and radical ways to live your faith. This is Daniel the Boone Markham with this episode, Chivalry. One of my seven daughters recently commented with some surprise how pleased she was with her new suitor because he gave her respect, gentleness, and manners. Even though this was only her second suitor, I was struck by the fact she hadn't evidently experienced chivalry from a young man before. 
His chivalry, well, it lifted her up. Yet chivalry is nearly a lost art. Read a summy card that said, quote, chivalry isn't dead, it just fell asleep on the couch with beer and the TV blaring, end of quote. Well, in some circles, that is truer than we would like to admit. Years ago, I was at a conference with some feminist friends who were might disappointed in me when I opened the door for them. My response, well, ladies, my mama learnt me to respect women in such ways, and my mama is still speaking to me from heaven. It's just the way it is. As a young lad, I clearly remember my mama saying as we were walking to the local hardware store, Daniel, always remember to walk a woman with you between her and the street. Yes, mama. Songwriter Trevor Wesley repeated my mama experience in his song Chivalry is Dead, writing, But I'm not a kid no more, so I must open doors and make you feel like the lady you are. My mama raised me to be classy, not flashy. I'm happy to please you, though I can tell that's not what you're used to. Men, being a gentleman is a choice. It's not a given. You work at it, and it's far more than taking out the trash or opening a door. Man up and treat women always with kindness and care, nurturing their womanhood with respect. They will respect you in return and make you feel like a real man. Nothing wrong with chivalry and everything good about respect. This is Daniel LeBoon Markham at DanielLeBoonMarkham.com on a journey a few miles this side of hell. Surf's up. Go deep or go home. Wax up your boards. Let's paddle in for another wave of Deep Adventure Radio. Welcome back to the Bear Wozniak Adventure. I want to uh, invite everyone to watch our TV show. It's kind of funny because if you're listening to this radio show, if you just turned on EWTN at the same time, 6 p.m. on Saturdays, Long Ride Home Reality uh, TV show, our motorcycle-based reality TV show, is airing also. It airs one other time during the week. I forget when it is, but... Uh, EWTN is airing it. Uh, it looks like it's going to be going up on iTunes. Uh, we're looking at trying to get it to Amazon Prime and Netflix as well. We just have to do some re-editing uh, of it uh, to fit their their um, templates. And uh, and it's on the Armed Services Network. So we encourage you to watch Long Ride Home. We were shooting uh, season two of Long Ride Home, and uh, we were with the uh, with Archbishop Wensky down in Miami. Judy, you and I, I think talked about that. We, um, yes. yeah, Judy, we I, we actually did it. Judy, we actually did it. Oh, awesome! We awesome. Wo- we went down to Miami and had cigars with the Archbishop down in Little Havana at his favorite cigar place. Uh, and um, they drink sangria there, but he had he had uh, some scotch. And then we rode uh, with the with the. Uh, the the Emmaus riders, uh, the this Latino group of gnarly bikers, uh, who totally sold out to Jesus, went through Key West down to Key West, and uh, had some cigars with them again that night. Beautiful conversation, and then rode back. The Archbishop is one gnarly biker. Uh, it was so hot that day, <laughs> one hundred and twenty degree, one hundred and five degrees, and the asphalt must have been one hundred and sixty. Oh, wow. And it was the opening day of lobster season, so like the traffic didn't move. And I kept saying, Archbishop, we should pull over. He goes, no, let's keep going. Archbishop, we should pull over. No. And then finally everybody just pulled over, you know, because we were going to have heat stroke. But a real real powerful uh, man, but also someone who just loves his flock. When we talked about him, he was talking about his, his flock. Well, on our way back, we stayed uh, uh, at a little hotel 
outside of Miami on our, on our way back up to Cocoa Beach. And in the morning, I walk out, and there's this big, gnarly dude. Uh, looks like a Viking, you know, real rugged-looking guy and his buddies. And we had parked our really pretty Harley-Davidson's outside, and these guys had these really gnarly-looking bikes outside, too, that had been outside the night that night. And I had to ask him, dude, what's going on? He goes, we just rode in. I think it was from Michigan or someplace. You know, we, we were doing 800-mile days, you know, on their bikes, which to do a couple hundred miles is tough. But they went down to see one of their brothers um, uh, who had died to go to their funeral. And then they rode from, I think that was in Louisiana, and they rode down to Key West. And they're a member of a group called Baca. Now, I don't know much about them. I can't really talk much about them or endorse them necessarily. But I asked this guy, so what's your name? And he goes, my name's Lionheart. And I go, well, I'd really like to get permission to use your image. Can you give me your real name? He goes, no, I would get in trouble if I gave you my real name. And I go, well, tell me what BACA is. It's Bikers Against Child Abuse. And these guys, when there's a kid having to testify in court, uh, they get to know this kid, and 30 or 40 of them will show up in court just kind of with their hands crossed across her chest and looking at the accused and saying, you better not, and, and giving this kid the courage, you know, to, uh, well, yeah, to testify. Yeah. His name is Lionheart. And then before the break, you talked about how we need uh, the brave hearts again. In this society, in this day, right now, we need men to take the ridge lines again. And when you take a ridge line, when you stand in the breach, like Nehemiah challenged uh, the people to do to rebuild the, the breached walls of Jerusalem, you're standing in the gap and you're exposed. Uh, what is it? Can you just help me again? What is it you really want to see? I know you don't want a macho man. Women don't need macho men. What is it that, what is it that you should tell men that they should aspire to to be worthy of a strong Catholic woman? Well, I think it is it, it's a combination of things. I think many women want to get married and have children, but we're looking for men who are spiritually alive. I think many, there's some men out there that are just, you know, don't put any energy into their own faith lives, um, but who practices their faith and just doesn't give lip service to the faith. Oh, I'm Catholic, but then I go do X, Y, and Z, or I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. Um, I think really live their faith with great conviction, great courage, and and also have, you know, offer the respect and the dignity that is due to women, whatever women they encounter, the, the woman they wish to date, their mother, their siblings, their, their female colleagues, to just, you know, I, again, chivalry is not dead. What do you, you mean know, by chivalry? What do you mean? Of, of man, I'm, I'm talking even about mannerisms these days. I don't even find a lot of, you know, mannerisms, holding the door open for a woman or saying after you or, you know, getting someone's chair um, when you're out to dinner. I'm talking about really basic. You know what? Mannerism. I'm going to tell you, Judy, I was, I was. And was chivalry. Yeah. Is, you know, so I, I say that, but I also say even beyond that, it's that, it's that um, having the courage to, as you were saying earlier, which was so beautifully said, is, um, to protect a woman's dignity, to protect her virtue, that they're, they're there to protect that. That is something precious. It's not something to be taken advantage of. It's something precious. And, and hold women up in society. You know, I got to tell you, and, Judy, I was, out to, I was out to eat the other day. go on and on. I was out to eat the other day, and I'm with my friends. And I've always been like this. I mean, my friend Timothy McCormick from college, 
Uh, he refound me on Facebook. He was a Southern Baptist. He's become a Catholic. He's now part of our ministry. But he said, the one thing I remember about you, Bear, is that you had a real, you treated women with dignity. Even when I was young, I yes. wouldn't put up with uh, the way men would talk about women when the women weren't even present. And I've had a, a few occasions now where I'm with my Christian friends, what I call solid Christian men, who've been out to eat with women present, and you know, I wouldn't want to hear this kind of conversation when, from, from them when they're alone. But they'll make a derogatory sexual innuendo type comments about women. And I, I let it go the first time. But the next time I just said, you know, there are women present here. It's not appropriate to talk like that. Uh, whether they're there or not, we need to treat women with dignity in, in, in the way that we, uh, we speak about them. Um, so go, go on. I'm sorry. I just had to get on my... Well, well, no, I, I totally agree with that. And, and the, the fact that you stood up and said that is, is huge and needs to really happen, I would say, more so. Um, but I would just say that women are looking for men who are holy, that are actually living their faith, who have the courage of their convictions, um, and who are also, you know, in spiritual development themselves. It's very impressive to see somebody that's actually working on their own spirituality and has not become stagnant or abandoned it altogether. If you're a Catholic woman practicing your faith, that is not going to be a draw. That's not, you know, women are looking for Catholic men. And I had asked a priest, um, even prior to this book, but I included it in my book, is what what is some advice you can give to Catholic singles, male and female, when searching for a spouse. And he said two things. He said, look for someone who is going to draw you closer to Christ. And then the second thing is look for the fruits of the Holy Spirit. So look for the fruits of the Holy Spirit in someone. And I thought, you know, those are two basic things that, that are really so key and crucial and can really form the foundation of a marriage. But as spouses, you would want to draw each other closer to Christ. That's, that's our goal, is to help each other get to heaven. So really what he was saying is marry someone who's going to help you get to heaven. And I think that, you know, as we prepare for the possibility of marriage one day, and we really just need to prepare anyways, because we may or may not marry in our lives if we're single currently, um, and it depends on what God's will is for us, but it's to continually to work on our, on our goal, which we're all called to, is our ultimate goal is heaven. Our ultimate goal, Judy, our, our ultimate goal is to love God back. That's it. It's not even to get to heaven. It's just to give God the love that he deserves, the worship that he deserves. And if we let our focus be with single-heartedness, that's what purity of heart means, to just love God back. In everything that we do, we will live a life of virtue, uh, we will live a life of prayer, and we'll live a life of abandonment to God's will, which is to some degree may mean a martyrdom. And I know it, I know it sounds, um, maybe it sounds a little bit trivial, but uh, if you do that, uh, there may be a time when you're, you're single and you want to find that spouse. If you, li- if you live according to that, if you do find someone, and it's, and it's God's will, it'll be the right person. It won't be someone that you're settling for, and it won't be a mistake. Um, tell us, I'm, I'm going to give you 60 seconds now to wrap this up and speak. Uh, i got to give you 40 seconds. <laughs> speak to uh, the men and women out there. Well, I would, 
my advice from my my state of life right now as a single woman is to just what you said is to just focus on loving God and seeking to do his will every day and to trying to try to be the best version of who we can be and to be kind to each other as as single people and support each other in our singleness and do that with respecting the dignity and the inherent uh, inherent virtue that everybody has within them as a child of God. And I think just doing that would go a long way in, in creating spouses for each other, really great spouses that we can we could one day marry. Yeah, when we find someone, we should be worthy of them too. We're speaking with Judy Kane, yes. Keen, and we're going to have her on our show again. Single and Catholic, finding meaning in your state of life. We need to live today, this moment, with all our hearts, soul, all of our being, just loving God back. This is Bear Wozniak with a Bear Wozniak adventure. Thank you, Judy. Thank you so much for having me on your show, Bear. This is Deep Adventure Radio. Hear archived shows, buy Bear's book, Deep in the Wave, A Surfing Guide to the Soul, and sign up for our Wave of the Week email at deepadventure.com. For the latest news on Bear and Deep Adventure, visit us on Facebook and share Deep Adventure with your friends. The most radical thing you can do in life is abandon yourself to the wild adventure of God's will. Deep Adventure Radio.